are Locked On Packers. I feel like we can run the table. We really do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh, every day. Touchdown. You are Locked On Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski. And I cover the Packers for The Leap. A newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. You can follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how the Packers hold off a furious Cleveland Browns rally 24-22 to win on Christmas. We'd like to thank everyone who makes Locked On Packers their first listen of the day. Terrific that you want to spend your mornings spending your time with us, maybe a cup of coffee, hanging out. It is the holiday season after all. I think it's a great way and I appreciate it. Thank you so much for everyone who makes Locked On Packers their first listen. And this game followed much the model of last week where Green Bay, they get off to a, an impressive start on defense. Well, not start. The first quarter offense is still terrible. They are 28th in the league in first quarter scoring, averaging under two and a half points a game. And somehow it feels like fewer than that. But once the second quarter got going, Aaron Rodgers in that first half finishes with three touchdowns. He becomes the all-time Packers franchise leader in passing touchdowns, passing Brett Favre, and it becomes this wonderful story, and Green Bay goes up, and they get a double-digit lead in the second half, and they let this team come back. They let this Cleveland team, this team, now, now the Browns are desperate. The Browns are desperate, but the Packers are better. The Ravens last week, they were desperate, but the Packers are better. They're better. And they didn't play better than the Cleveland Browns in this game. They gave up 408 yards of offense to the Cleveland Browns, over 200 on the ground, 219 yards on the ground. The Browns averaged 8.8 yards per rush. 8.8 yards per rush would be a terrific per attempt number for a quarterback to have in a game. And it would be historically good in a season. That's how good they were on the ground. The Packers got punked up front. Punked, destroyed, demolished. That has to change. They continued to play soft coverage behind against a group of receivers. That scares no one. That scares no one. I I don't understand why they run into these situations where you have this obviously um, deficient offense. You do not have elite talent on the outside. So why are you treating these guys like they're the second coming of the, the early 2000s Vikings? Why so soft? I, I don't understand that. And, and that's that's a different question from the one that I want to ask about this run game and the run defense. Why so soft? It's it's the same group of words together, but it's a different question. Why so soft? <laughs> I don't understand it. 
I don't understand it. Now, physically up front, the Browns are going to, they're going to beat up a lot of teams. They're going to, they're going to beat up a lot of teams. They're not going to look like this. This was a unique experience. And Green Bay has not had this big a problem stopping the run all season. They, they, they gave up plenty of yards last week, but they didn't look like this. Uh, they didn't look like this. They weren't so bad filling gaps or maintaining or getting off blocks to make tackles. I don't understand that part of it. Now, when the Packers were playing their best defensively, they were flying around. They're coming downhill. They're playing sideline to sideline, aggressive downhill. I don't, I don't understand what has changed. I don't understand what has changed. They're not playing with the same sort of speed. They're not playing with the same sort of confidence. They're not playing with the same sort of reckless abandon that we saw them play with for parts of the season. And here's the thing. This is not like last year or in years past where you just go, this, this defense just isn't good. They just don't have it. No, we've seen them shut down really, really good offenses. We saw them blank the Seahawks with Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, albeit in a year where that Seahawks offense is a little bit down. We saw them play great defense against Kyler Murray down a bunch of bodies. We saw them play really good defense against Pat Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. We saw them do that. We saw them come up with play after play after play against the Rams. Now they're still giving up big plays and that has to stop. There's still miscommunications. There's still issues. Eric Stokes had a couple rookie mistakes in this game for as good as he's been this year. A couple rookie mistakes where, you know, he has the dropped interception. He has um, the miscommunication in the end zone to give up a touchdown. Seemed like that was on him where Devondre Campbell has the flat Stokes is playing and not and not sinking back. And you have a situation where you've got a guy running free. Darnell Savage clearly playing the underneath. Here's the other part of this, though. Yes, they won. And I, and I try and be as fair on this as I can, because when, when the Packers win, but win close, and it's like, well, this game wasn't really that close, and they outgamed them on, on a per-play basis. I'm a big believer in the per-play stuff. What did this team do per play? The Cleveland Browns averaged 6.2 yards per play in this game. The Packers averaged 5.4 yards per play. That's a, that's a big discrepancy. Down to down, play to play, Cleveland was better in this game. That's bad. That's bad. They wanted it more. It was more important to them. All that stuff. I get it. But you're a team playing for the number one seed. The playoff positioning absolutely matters. You say it matters to you. And you come out with, with no life, with no verve, with no vigor. And it looked like most of the game they were playing with concrete shoes. Same thing last week. So reactionary, so passive, so worried about getting beat over the top. And, and for no reason, this team is not going to beat you over the top. They proved that over and over. Baker is not going to make those throws. The Ravens were not going to make those throws deep. And yet they're playing 
passive. They're playing off. Now, you get Jair Alexander back and some of this is better. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. Now, the flip side of this, and maybe not even the flip side, but the other part of this game, Green Bay comes out four interceptions, five sacks. In this version of the defense and in any version of defense played in the year of our Lord 2021 and then in 2022, because we're almost there. It is so hard to play to play play defense. It is so hard. The rules make it so hard. The the offensive weaponry that the, that the league has and right now offenses are ahead of defenses just in general. It's so hard to try and say we think we can just line up and beat you every play and we're going to force incompletes and we're going to have have quality run fits and that's going to be it. You need splash plays. You need those big negatives. And especially in this version of this defense where you want to say, look, uh, opposing team, we don't think you can be efficient enough all game relative to our team. And we think that specifically because we think we're going to get enough negatives, enough splash plays, enough sacks or force fumbles or interceptions to knock you behind the sticks or to turn you over, flat out turn you over, that you are not going to be able to score enough points to win. That is the plan. Most teams are not going to be able to run the ball on the Packers the way the Browns did. They do this to plenty of teams. There is no NFC team in the playoff picture who has the equipment to do this to Green Bay. There just isn't. There's not that team. Even even the 49ers are not this. They're not this. They're scary and they're scary for a lot of reasons, but they're not this. You you need the playmaking. Russell Douglas, two interceptions. Darnell Savage, the lollipop interception. Shannon Sullivan, the bad throw interception. Catch the ones they throw to you. In the NFC Championship game, if they had just caught the ones that that Tom Brady threw to them, Will Redmond dropped the pick. At the end of the first half, right before the Scotty Miller touchdown. If he catches it, entirely different game. You need those playmakers too. Russell Douglas has proven he is a playmaker. Darnell Savage, worst game of his career last year or last week. He's a playmaker though. He makes a big play in this game to get the interception. Comes off. What is he thinks Baker thinks is supposed to be his route. You've got the deep in cut on on Savage's left and you've got the post in behind a play. The Packers love to run, by the way. And Savage recognizes it, comes back and Baker throws a lollipop to him. Catch the ones they throw to you. Eric Stokes should have had one. Devondre Campbell almost had one on the screen that he read. And if he'd have known the ball was going to come right to him, he probably would have used two hands and made the play. No, he didn't. But what I think that this game is, is showing, for all the issues that the team has, the reasons they won are because they can do the things in the modern NFL, in the, in the 2021 version of defenses, that you have to be able to do to win the game and to win consistently. 
You have to be able to create pressure. You have to be able to create sacks. You have to be able to create negatives. And especially when Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback, he's not going to create those negatives. Didn't put the ball anywhere close to harm's way in this game. The Packers didn't fumble it. They didn't create a bunch of negatives. Their, the, the Packers plan is our offense is going to be more efficient than yours. And, and on defense, our defense is going to make you less efficient than our offense. That is, in theory, a good plan. Now, the Packers tested the limits of that with a, a, a run defense that was terrible. But my view on run defense has always been just don't be historically bad. Well, this was this was approaching that. I mean, 200 plus yards on the ground, almost nine yards per carry. Pathetic, pathetic. I mean, let's call it what it was. It was pathetic. Green Bay can't they can't afford that. They can't abide that in in these big games. And all these games are now big because you're playing for playoff seating. Now, they did enough to win. But they almost didn't. They almost didn't. And you shouldn't be against these inferior teams. The, the Ravens with, with Tyler Huntley should not have to come down to a two-point conversion at the end of regulation. This banged-up Browns team, even with as many injuries as Green Bay has, they were still seven-and-a-half-point favorites, should not have come down to one last drive. And, and even after the Packers got the interception, it still required one more, one extra first down that Aaron Rodgers gets by getting the uh, Browns to jump off sides. And Aaron Rodgers is the best ever to do that. These games should not be coming down to these moments. And if you want to know why the Packers are not being taken seriously by the advanced metrics, by, by uh, you know, football outsiders, etc., it's because of these kind of games. Winning close games is not a skill. Now, the Packers have consistently done it. There have been some teams in the past who've gone on runs, three or four year runs where they win a bunch of close games. The Andrew Luck Colts, they won every close game. Even the, but even the, the Belichick Patriots, the best coaches, the, the best coach ever, and the and the best coached teams ever, they didn't do this. You need some luck in these spots. And the Packers, they've got some luck this season. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And if you don't believe me, you have to try it for yourself. I'm gonna be honest. I didn't believe it either, but then I had the chance to try it and it changed my whole perspective on Built Bar because this really is unlike anything I've ever tried in the space. It's not even close. I've never had any protein bar and, and trust me, as someone who has played sports his entire life, who has gone on every diet plan, who has tried every workout plan. I am always trying to find something that tastes delicious, that also gives me something healthy to help with my workouts. I've been active and an athlete my whole life, not on an NFL level, but on just a normal human being trying to stay in shape and do their part level. And the only thing I've ever found that makes me feel happy when I eat it is Built Bar. And that separates Built Bar from anything else out there on the market and they have a slew of flavors they have the decadent 
double chocolate, coconut brownie, uh, salted caramel, plus fruit flavors, if that's what you're into, raspberry, cherry barcia, so many options for you out there. They've got a marshmallow set right now. And let me tell you, the marshmallow treats are incredible. If you don't believe me, Go to built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order at built.com. If you're like me, just about every day you stare at your cabinet going, well, I don't have anything good in the house. If you're a cheesehead, you probably love cheese as much as you love the greeting gold. You know how the best part of the grilled cheese sandwich is the cheese that melts off in the pan and gets crunchy? Well, just the cheese made a bar out of just that. That's why I started snacking on just the cheese. Just the cheese brings you cheese, 100% cheese, no fluff, no filler, like you've never had it before as a salty baked snack. It's cheese and crackers, but without the crackers, which also means without the unnecessary carbs. My son, the toddler, loves it. I introduced it to my family over the holidays. They also were like, wait, this is what you've been promoting on the show. This is really good. They liked it. It's delicious. No complicated recipes, no almond flour that makes you feel like you're eating health food, just natural cheese baked until it's crunchy to give you the great taste of Wisconsin cheese with a crackle of a cracker. By the way, uh, my family could also recite the lines from, from this ad as they were eating it. They were like, oh. It's cheese with the crackle of a cracker. And they were being serious because that's what it is. That's the best part of it. They absolutely deliver on the promise. And you can get this at Quick Trip. Easy enough. Get a snack, delicious snack. Support local businesses when you get just the cheese at Quick Trip. On the offense, there, there is plenty to like. Right, because Aaron Rodgers, you know, 24 34 for 202 had the three touchdowns. But in the second half, they had two straight three and outs, six, six total yards in those two possessions, including a drive where you go three and out and you get minus one. I didn't understand what happened in the second half. It was like Devontae Adams disappeared. He also had the drop on third and six that gave the, the Browns the ball back with a chance to go tie or take the lead. Well, take the lead because they were down two. He had two drops on that drive, in fact. This offense in the second quarter looked unstoppable. At the end of the first quarter and into the second quarter, you know, they turned three interceptions by the defense into 21 points. And they've got a 21-12 lead. You get to 24-12. And for most of the second half, it felt like this was a game Green Bay was going to win in relatively impressive fashion. The offense couldn't keep it going. Now, part of that is injuries, no MVS, no David Bakhtiari. You lose Josh Neisman in this game and you have, to, you have to play a drive with Ben Braden at left tackle. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. On third and one, they called a pin pull toss behind Ben Braden. Why? Guess what? It didn't work. Your fourth string left tackle and you're running to his side on third and one with, with a chance to really put your pedal to the floor. Look, Matt LaFleur is still in my money, the, for my money, the coach of the year. He's unbelievable. He is, is 
going to win 12 games, three straight seasons to open his career. No coach has ever put together. No coach in Green Bay history has ever put together three straight 12 plus win seasons. And he's almost certainly going to get to 13, if not 14. That was. I, I, I didn't understand it at all. I didn't understand it at all. I didn't understand the conservative approach. And this has been part of the problem for the Packers this season. They have they have outplayed teams for three quarters. And if you forgive their first quarters, even after that, they're still outplaying. They still have a double digit lead and they let them come back. Now, they find ways to win late. You can't rely on that stuff. You need to have that step on your throat mentality and Green Bay just hasn't had it this season they haven't been able to put it together where they're up seven and they they put together 10 straight and all of a sudden it's a 17 point game it's out of reach for your opponent they haven't done that this season that's what Super Bowl teams do that's what Super Bowl teams do now I am not going to sit here and say well this this team isn't going anywhere there are some people in the comments on YouTube who are saying that You're not going to find me saying that. I don't believe that. I still think that this team can absolutely win the Super Bowl. You get Jair Alexander back, that fixes a lot. You get David Bakhtiari back, that fixes a lot. This team, if they're relatively healthy going into the postseason, I still think they're going to be very good on both sides of the ball. I don't know why this team in the first quarter looks like they're sleepwalking. I don't know why they can't execute in the first quarter. I posited last week that it has to do with Rodgers not practicing. But I, I, I just don't know. This is it, it is so consistent now. Every single game, basically every game all year, they've fallen behind. That's bad. That's bad. You can't, you can't do that. You can't do that against these really good teams in the NFC that you're going to face. Now, the beauty is you might not face a really good team. There might not be any of those. I mean, that's the, I mean, there, there, there just might not be any good ones. You might be the best, the best of, of a group of mediocre teams. The league is, is weird this year. They, they have to get something figured out in these first quarter offenses. And, they need to figure out these late game situations with with chances to really put the ball away with the really with the chance to really put the ball game away. They haven't been able to do that. You need your stars to make those plays. You need your stars to make that Devonte Adams play. You need your you need Eric Stokes to catch that interception. Now it's hard to fault the defense. In, in that instance, when they caught four of them. But, you know, the Packers lost in the NFC Championship game last year because their stars didn't show up. Zadarius Smith, Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams dropped a touchdown. Aaron Rodgers missed a touchdown throw. Probably could have run with a chance at the end that on that third and eight that set up the fourth and eight. Matt LaFleur, some questionable coaching decisions. Their best guys didn't show up. In this game... They did. Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams. Now, Devontae Adams had a chance to steal it, dropped it. Aaron Jones was terrific in this game. Kenny Clark was terrific in this game. Russell Douglas has become a playmaker. Darnell Savage comes up with the interception. 
they're getting contributions from their guys. They're just, they haven't played a complete game all season. And it's getting late in the year to do it. It's getting really late in the year to put together that full game. Now, 2010, two games left. Two games left. That's when all of a sudden it was that week 17 game. Now it was week 16, but it was their second last game against the Giants. They beat the crap out of that Giants team. They beat the crap out of that Giants team. A a very good Giants team, by the way. And all of a sudden it was like, oh yeah, this team, this team is really scary. They're really dangerous. They can beat anybody. Most people already think, I mean, the Packers, depending on where you look, they're already um, even in terms of the odds to be the most likely Super Bowl champ. But we we haven't seen them put together that championship game. I think the Rams game, the Cardinals game on a short week, there are some games you can point to and go, this was the signature win. I think the Rams game was the signature win of the season. But they didn't play a complete game in that one either. They let up a little bit in the second half. They have to cut that out to be at their best in these playoff games. I don't think they feel like, oh, we can just like let our foot off the gas or whatever. But you can't. You can't. You have to find a way. You have to find a way in these moments to put these teams away. And Green Bay hasn't been able to do that. It's not as simple as just saying, well, when Jair gets back and Bakhtari gets back, they'll be fine. No. No, because this is about process too. This is about decision-making. This is about execution. This is about what are you made of as a football team? Now, it is the case. If this team gets healthy, they're a lot better. You get two all-pro caliber players back, you will be better. You get David Bakhtiari in there for Yash Nijman, your run game gets better, your passing game gets better, your whole offense gets better, and maybe that helps you get off to a bit of a better start. And those those little details, those little, those little pieces that aren't coalescing for them in the first quarter and opening drives, maybe they get a little bit better. And you get Jair Alexander out there and maybe you play a little bit more aggressive. Maybe you play a little bit more man coverage. You play a little bit more uh, press. You're able to get away with a little bit more often going to those soft coverages because Jair Alexander is so twitchy to click and close and finish. Maybe that works. There's still these process questions. Why were you so conservative in the second half? Why were you unable to execute in the second half? Why defensively was the game plan the last two weeks now so soft? So passive, so reactionary. Why? Why is that happening? Because those are things that you need to be able to count on in the playoffs. That that was what this team, the middle of the season, the reason this Packers team looked like a Super Bowl team was because the offense and the defense were both clicking. And the defense has not been clicking over the last month. They need to figure that out. The offense needs to do its part. Because the defense hasn't figured it out. And we're getting late in the year to figure this all out. We're getting very late in the year for them to coalesce the way that they are going to need to to go on a Super Bowl run. 
Thank you for making Locked On Packers your first listen of the day. Make sure to check out the ultimate college football playoff preview 2021 local experts, betting advice and draft analysis. The most comprehensive college football preview begins this Friday. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at Bet Online. They've got you covered this holiday season with more props and odds, more lines than ever before us. Football continues through the college bowl season and into the pro football playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all your sports action this season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code locked on to get that bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2021 season bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports don't wait to take advantage of the amazing offers right now bet online where the game starts now the last thing that i want to say on on all this packers they're still 12 and 3 they can still go 14 and 3 they can still be the number one seed. They went out there the number one seed. And, and they are going to be favored in both of these games to win. This is when you want to see, and today was probably that, and then last week was probably that. But because we haven't seen it, you want to see them turn it on. If you're going to be a switch team, and the Packers have kind of been a switch team really in the last three years, flip it. Go beat the team that beat you in a game that was very close where you needed one stop late and couldn't get it and go beat the crap out of the Lions so that you feel good heading into the postseason. If there is a flip to switch, a switch to flip, (laughs) I knew I was going to mess that up. Flip it. Flip it. And and I I don't believe really in, in switches. I don't really believe in like the magic switch. The intensity level has to ratchet up. Winning games with plenty of stuff to correct. Matt LaFleur is going to say all the right coaching things. 2019, it was something he talked about a lot. It's better to do those things in a win. Well, they never really got corrected. And by the end of the year, they got truck-sticked by a team that exploited all of the weaknesses that that team had. I still think the Packers are a very well-coached team. Matt LaFleur is still my MVP in terms of coach of the year. Aaron Rodgers, I still, I think is probably the MVP. You, you have to, you have to be hitting your stride right now. And there's been some evidence and some studies that say, you know, playing well at the right time is actually not that important. The teams that have like lost the last two games of the year have gone to the playoffs and won the Super Bowl or made deep playoff runs or whatever it is. But if you're the Packers, you want to prove it to yourself as much as anything else. Yeah, we are that team. We are those dudes. And we just haven't seen it. And so I think they're they're going to want to show it. I would have thought they would have in this game, but maybe, maybe getting a Jair Alexander back is the shot in the arm that you need. You would hope that's not the case. We we expected them to be a little bit more aggressive in this game. I certainly did. I expected them in the second half to come out a little bit more aggressive, throwing the ball. Aaron Rodgers was terrific in the first half, and they came out so conservative in the second half. They have to stop doing that. All that being said, all that being said, they're 12 and three. 
they already won the NFC North. And you won. You won. You're not going to give it back. That's it. And so for the Packers, um, yes, there's stuff to correct, but you take the win every day. And you, you try and get a little bit better against the Vikings. You try and get a little bit better against the Lions. And then you hope that over the bye week, you get a little bit healthier. You get some rest. You get Randall Cobb back. You get MBS back. And all of a sudden now, this is this is an offense that is going to score 30 at will. Uh, I thought that they were going to get there in this game. They, they got a flat tire a bit in the second half. I still think this is a Super Bowl caliber team. But when they don't play to potential, when they when they make stupid mistakes... We have to call it out. We have to call like we see it. And so is this that the, the happiest Christmas present that I could give you? No, I'm sorry. It's not. The Packers won. That's awesome. But in terms of what we're seeing and how it projects forward, they have some things that they need to button up, that they need to fix. Some things that I don't think are that big a deal. You know, like the late game play call, conservative, but. That has not consistently been a problem for for Matt LaFleur. I think he's one of the best play callers in the league, one of the best play designers in the league. In a playoff game, I expect them to be much more aggressive. We'll see. The Packers, they're the number one seed. No matter what happens, they're the number one seed. No one can take the, the, the win away from them. No one can add a loss to their record. No matter what happens, they are the number one seed. And that means we get to talk next week about them again, being the number one seed. And being the favorites, I, I continue to believe they are the favorites. Are there, there are some teams that, that will scare you? Yeah, the Bucks, they're still scary. I think the 49ers, they're still scary. But you shouldn't be scared of them. Shouldn't be scared of them. But those teams, they're, they're scary. All right, we're going to be back later in the week. For those of you watching on YouTube, this is out Saturday night. Watch it on YouTube. You will get it early. This is going to be in your podcast feeds on Monday. I hope everyone had a very Merry Christmas for those of you who celebrate. And even if you don't, I still hope you had a good weekend. Would love that you had a good weekend. And we'll, we'll be back for the final two games, the playoffs, all the good stuff. So much more for the 2021 Packers. It is all out there in front of them. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that, 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers.